Mamma Mia. What we're talking about. It's a me, Mario. I'm Luigi. Actually, Which, no, I would be Luigi because I'm taller. Is Luigi taller? Yeah, okay. Luigi's tall and he jumps high. Guys, I haven't played Mario in like forever. Yeah, we're good. All right. Let's go. <coughs> yeah, just get the phlegm out of your Get throat. the phlegm out. Yeah. All right. Welcome to another episode of First Reaction Fan Reaction. I'm your host, Dara Whitman. Here with me is my co-host, Kaylin Gwildy. How's it going? It's going. It's been a while. It's been a while. We've we, been haven't, on- we haven't recorded a, a standard episode like this in a, in a long time. Yeah, we know we just put out an episode last week, but that was recorded a while ago. And we've been on a tiny bit of a hiatus. Yeah, if you guys haven't noticed, but actually some of you guys have noticed, and so thank you. Yeah, sorry, I mean, sorry about that, guys. There's like this weird purple man, and like he snapped his fingers, and then Kaylin like evaporated. It was, it was, I had to get her back. It was a weird time. I was, I was gone for a while. I don't really want to talk about it. It wasn't a great experience, well, but I mean, we're back now. It was a fun time. For, it was a fun experience to get her back. Well, f- you'll find out next year. <laughs> Yeah, so that <laughs> references. Yeah, woo. All right, but we're still in Orphan Black. Yes. We're halfway through season three. Yes. And uh, today we'll be talking about uh, season three, episode five, Scarred by Many Past Frustrations, mm-hmm. and episode six, Certain Agony of the Battlefield. Yes. How you doing? So, definitely there was agony indeed. <laughs> I think like we're thinking about these two episodes, like, Episode five is definitely like a setup episode. Yeah, it sets up everything for that episode six, which is a hell of an episode. A lot we'll, of we'll stuff got dumped. Get there. Yeah. Yeah. So, but so you don't actually really remember episode five much. A little bit, like stuff, like three sentences worth of stuff. You definitely needed it. Yes. Yeah. So. We, it needed to be there definitely, um, but it definitely wasn't like standout. Like wow, like the the episode after was. Yeah. So um, that happened. <laughs> That was a thing. That was a thing. But uh, so where we last left off, I'm trying to figure out what we want to talk about. I think I want to talk about, because there was a bunch of them without minus clones. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, I think, so the only clones that we really saw were Sarah, Helena, and Cosima. Yeah, because Allison was not in this episode. She had fun in the next episode. Yeah. But uh, so stuff, I'm tra- I don't know what much happened with um, the caster boys. Um, I don't think they did much. Like, it- Mark was back. Yeah. At the, because they, Rudy and Mark ended up taking Sarah prisoner to them at their base. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know if it's, I think it's next episode where they say this, but I can say now, Mark basically said, like, it was either, Mark, Rudy was with me, it was either Bringer in or Terminator. Right. And so, so brought her in, that was the, yeah, the better I mean, option. I genuinely believe that, like, if Mark was alone, he probably just would have let her go. Oh, yeah. Because, like, they were working together. As we've learned, despite what we thought about Mark in season two. Yes. He's the nice one. <laughs> it really says a lot when Mark is the best thing to come out of this cast. Also once. Parsons. Rest in uh, peace. Par- poor Parsons. We hardly knew ye. We find his, because uh, uh, actually well, we learned that Paul's been gone for a while. And so he's kind of like. Yeah, well, because we saw him because he was working with uh, like the lead up folks. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like of, he was gone like from the base for a bit. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. came back. Yeah. And finds out that Sarah's been locked up. And it's just kind of like, what did you do? Right. Because he's because he's upset. Yeah. And starting to like investigate stuff, right? Which we learn more in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and back to other people who, um, <clears throat> actually, I'm gonna do something in. Okay, so screw it. Uh, so let's do Sarah and Helena because they're basically hanging out together. Yeah, that's the what I remember most about this episode. Just them doing their fun Just stuff. Just them, like you know, 
lesbian sisters. And Helena's like, I think so. Helena's definitely starting to believe that like Sarah's the reason that she got locked up. Right. Yeah. She's definitely like, cause she doesn't know. She wasn't there when all that went down. So like, well, cause she, for a while she was kind of believing like, you know, like Sarah didn't do this. Like. Yeah, in denial, kind of. And then it's like she's starting to, I think they're starting to convince her that it was Sarah, and Sarah's like, no, it was Mrs. S. Right. And like that kind of thing, And but Helena's still kind of mad. Yeah, but it's like she was doing it to protect Kira, and like blah, blah, blah. So, and then we also, yeah. I, what I like is you see how smart Helena actually is. Yeah. Like, like with like her trying to get out and like escape. Mm-hmm. She's actually pretty smart with that. Uh, we get a nice scene with Sarah and Helena basically about why Sarah kept leaving Kira with Mrs. S. Yeah. And like, because she was just a young punk. Right, right. Like, she wasn't ready to be tied down. Like, she didn't want the responsibility, but she missed so much of her kid's life. And you're it like, was nice. Aw. <laughs> I said, don't get how I make I don't get how I make uh, makeup on, but it's nice. Seriously, like, her mascara is just there. It never leaves. I'm, assu- I'm literally just assuming it's waterproof. Because that stuff is hard to get off. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I just don't wear makeup. Hey. But anyway, so they have some fun shenanigans in order to... Um, Helena asks Sarah to help her get out, and she does that by, like, getting some kind of, like, tweezer things. Yeah. And uh, Helena's yeah. been keeping butter. Yeah, she has a whole stash of butter. And then you get why she's doing it, because basically, like, she realizes one of the bars and, like, the whole thing with the door is loose, and then she gets that out and uses butter to just slip right through. Yeah, literally coats herself in butter, which is kind of kind of a weird it's weird, it, but, it's, like... It works. It's, it's weird, because you're like, all right, this is the plan. We have to watch her lather herself up with butter. That's kind of weird. <laughs> really but she gets that. out. Yeah, it works. And uh, she, just, she uses the camera, and then the one guy has to come in. Mm-hmm. And um, I, for, like, I forgot if it was, like, he just, like, knocked... If Helena's, like, knocked him out. But no, she kills him. Mm-hmm. He's dead. Yeah, she just, like, straight up, like, impales his head The worst brain. death of a soldier in this in these two episodes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Random guy. I don't remember his Random name. Random guy. We don't know who he is. R.I.P. That was just like, ooh, ow, ooh, yep. There he goes. Yep. And, uh. He's been impaled. Helena gets out. Yep. And leaves Sarah. Yeah. It's payback. For thinking. For s- selling her out. Yeah. That's, even though she didn't. Even though she didn't yet. But that's what she thinks. But she gets out and it's like, it's really nice, like, escapade thing in her, like, trying to get out and not get caught. And she gets out. Yeah. She escapes, even though she's in the middle of a desert now. Good for her. Yeah, it's not going to be fun. No, deserts aren't... They're not that much fun. Except, like, at night, they're really nice. I don't think I've ever been to a desert at night. I was in the Negev. One time. Except there was, like, a camp-based thing, so, like, it wasn't... You weren't just, like, like, deserted. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been bad. No, Yeah, no, that would have been bad. Um, let's talk about, uh, Kasima for a bit, because she's kind of the most, like, not involved with, like, this kind of stuff this Right, episode. she's got, just got her own side plot going on. She's got a date! Yeah! You guys remember in the last episode, uh, Felix, uh, made a profile for her on Sapphire, which I, th- I, th- I think I said I think is a real site. Is it a real app? There's got, I, I think I've looked it up somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> BRB. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. All right. Um, so, I also translate. I think there's got, I mean, if it's not Sapphire, there's definitely some lesbian web dating profile out there. Hmm. Um, but she meets up with um, one of the girls, and um, her name is Shay, and she's played by Cassina uh, Solo. Oh. Which I, look, I looked up a little bit. Apparently, she's Canadian and Latvian. Oh. Nice. I, this, I think the, what this she's known for, or the one thing that she's in that's popular, she was in Black Swan. 
Okay. I think she was in a, it looked like, I looked up her a little bit. It looked like she was in a lot of like, like, cause I think she's mainly Canadian. So like Canadian, Canadian sci-fi. She was in like Lost Girl. Okay. And it's like, I forget, it was like somethingpress.com. Mm. Um, I just remember I saw the trailer that she was in for like this one really weird movie with her and Dominic Monaghan where like he's a creep. Okay. And then uh, kidnaps her. Mm. And then it turns out she's also crazy. Oh. Like super crazy. Plot twist. But that was in the trailer. <laughs> so, but uh, she seems nice. Yeah, she's like, it's, yeah, she's interesting. I mean, like, she's fine, I guess. She's like a holistic healer. Which she's is a like, holistic healer, but she seems nice for Cosima. But Kaylin, we have to hate her. But <laughs> because she's not Delphine. Oh, uh, okay. That is that how that works? I think. I don't understand shipping stuff. So, shipping is so funny. Like, that's like a really interesting kind of tangent we get up. I know like, we always get on tangents about shipping, but it's such like an interesting like, facet of fandom culture. Um, but yeah, like sometimes people will just like, like, it can be, like, a totally fine character, but if they're in a relationship with somebody else and it gets in the way of, like, their ship, they will, like, hate them. And I think that's so dumb. Because <laughs> usually, like, I don't know, like, if a pair that I, I, like, want to be together is not together, I won't necessarily hate the other character, but, I, I mean, like, I might like, criticize them more, but I'll just mostly be, like, um, I'll criticize the chemistry between them more than I actually criticize, like, a character, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the relationship well, will be like, oh, this is dumb. I don't criticize, like, the actual character, and except if it's, like, Mako. <laughs> For last season, but Mako is just a terrible character anyway. Here's the thing. The Shay seems nice and yeah. different from Delphine, so that, like, it might yeah. be a nice... It's not like she's like it's not like a, a like an obvious replacement kind of thing. No, and like why can't Kasima be happy, guys? Yeah, just, I just let her be happy. I just let her get some. I kind of remember like listening to like recap podcasts for when the show was on, and people are just saying like, "Man, I don't like her. Something's up with her." And I'm like, I mean, could something be up with her? Maybe, but she's just like you don't have to like like her, like her. But there's something like I, wrong like, with her. Well, like, when I first saw, her, I'm like, oh, you know what? She seems nice. Yeah. You know, yeah, guys, like it's just okay. Look, it's okay if you, if your if your ship breaks up, and they get with somebody else. Just let them, just let them do it. If if it's meant to be, they'll find their way back home. Like that bothers me. And then also, like if you like, if like somebody like ships like two people together. Like apparently, I yeah. saw this. I I might have went through a uh, fell down the rabbit hole. I did a little bit with yeah. um because as some people know, I love Scarlet Witch a lot. So I was like diving through that hole a bit oh man oh that's a lot <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> to i didn't go through too much but like there was a weird one with scarlet witch and spider-man and i'm like really i know right huh he's like he's a kid i know she's young yeah but she, he's a kid well it depends on what like like in like the cinematic universe or like yeah a, oh people ship that i think it was a cinematic universe. but yeah i know he's there's like a, a lot of 15 year old in the cinematic universe there's a lot of people that like ship people and it's like i get it for comic book reasons but like if it's like for the cinematic universe i'm like did they even meet yeah exactly like not even that just like cinematic universe is definitely got a whole other beast apart from like the comics i mean it'll draw some but like they definitely like have their own canon anyway so. back to the orphan anyway, back black. to like orphan black <laughs> no more marvel because you know most of them are dead anyway oh too soon spoilers hashtag too soon it's yeah that's 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 some hashtag too soon right there is it a spoiler? It's been like, you guys, the movie made a billion dollars. You've seen the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, odds are, if you're listening to this, you've probably seen the movie. Yep. Or listen to our review. Yeah. If you, and if you haven't, do that. Do that. Um, so anyway, let's get away from the clones because I think we talked about all that. Yes. And uh, let's see. Uh, well, let's, well, we're going to go to Art for a little bit. He's not in his episode much, mm-hmm. but uh, he gets a knock on his door and it's Gracie. Gracie. Because she wants somewhere to be, because she wants somewhere to be safe. Yeah. 
And uh, she girl. tells Art like that uh, she left her family, mm-hmm. or that she was cast out, and that she lost the baby. Yeah, and it's all very sad. It's all just been a really rough kind of week for her. I f- I'd say life. Yeah, it's been a rough life. And uh, Art takes her to Mrs. S and Felix, and Felix is really defensive. I think probably because of a, the policing thing, and two because of the religious thing. Mm-hmm. And like we never actually because like I think he's like, do you not like me because I'm gay and like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting because like at first I was just like, oh, he doesn't like because like policing seven like trying to kill everybody, but then he goes like, you know, I sleep with men, right? And I was like, oh. Uh, well, we yeah. never actually get Grace's opinion on that. I don't. I feel like she just hasn't she, really thought about it. Honestly. She, yeah, she's she's like just trying to separate herself from the whole thing. So she's probably trying to sort through how she feels about some things. Yeah, but uh, so they let her stay at the house, mm-hmm. and we get a great episode of Breaking Prolethean. <laughs> it's like literally like that thing where like if you have like this like I'm I I'm gonna say specifically girls. Okay. I don't, because I don't know what the men's, I don't know what men do. I guess they kind of do the same thing, where it's like, you're just like sheltered. Yeah. And like, not, not a cult, but like, maybe like, re- super, super religious. Right. And just like, sheltered for your entire life, and then you go off to college, and you just go fucking crazy. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, she was definitely pulling like, the whole like, 18 year old girl, first week of freshman year college, after she has to like, super strict parents. Like, that's exactly what she was doing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the, I don't know what it is like with like men in that situation, but like I like with like I've seen that with like a bunch. I, I've seen that in college. Yeah, yeah, we went to college. We saw that. We witnessed that. I like saw- that was that was totally a callback to some of the people we've met in college. Yeah, good times, <laughs> good times. So like it's that kind of thing. So because uh, she gets changed into some of Sarah's clothes, it's like literally okay. So it's like these like booty heels. Yeah, and then like fishnet stockings, mm-hmm. a lot of fishnet. Yeah, and like short shorts. They show bearing her midriff. Yeah, bearing her midriff, and she's like, "I'm gonna go out." She's like, "I'm gonna go out." And I'm gonna go to class. And be like, I kind of like this because they're not like saying like, "No, no, 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 no," like you can't like, "What are you doing?" Like, or, like they're like they yeah. they're not saying like no to like being like crazy, right? But they're saying like maybe don't you don't know where you're going? Let's just do it in here. Yeah, let's like it's like a step process. So they like they have like their own little party in the house. And yeah, they're really like cute. drinking and uh, there's records playing and they're dancing. Yeah, and it's fun. And I hope nothing bad happens to Gracie because she's finally having a good time. She's finally like this poor girl. Just let her have a good time. <laughs> but then she just falls over in pain with her stomach, and you're yeah. like, what? That's weird. That's peculiar. She already had a miscarriage. <laughs> she did. Oh, poor girl. And uh, but the hospital, they find her, well, they get some uh, the hospital over. Meanwhile, Art is talking to uh, I forget her name. But I feel bad, but uh, maybe I can find it here. But like the woman. Oh yeah, that girl that w- and found herself in an inadvertent threesome with the caster guys. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I can't find it. Oh well. But yeah, so it finds her uh, with her daughter, and um, basically. Says Art that she's been sick for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then her eyes are bloodshot. Yes, and then we see Gracie, and her eyes, and her eyes are bloodshot. Blood. Also, it's kind of cutting back to Paul back at the base, like looking at like if you remember the Rudy and Seth had like these like books, and they gave that they gave her Doctor Cody, and mm-hmm. there's just like names and contact information, mm-hmm. and like the lock of the hair that the that the girl mentioned. Right. So something's up. They all have locks of hair. So something's up. Right. And I said, hey, what do these two women have in common? They both have sex with the caster clone. They have an, a sci-fi STD. Because you know what's great, guys? Giving people STDs. Yeah. Unconsensually. Perfect. We said this in the episode, guys. If you have an STD and it's like an untreatable STD, because you know there are some that are treatable. Right. Let your partner know. Yeah. Give them a heads up. Have that conversation. I don't, get, I don't care what the stigma is. 
No, it's important that's, to that's talk about it. That's important thing to talk about because sometimes people don't want to have sex with somebody who has an STD that's uncurable. And sometimes they're like, okay, we'll just use protection and that's fine. That's fine too. That's fine. It's all that's, good. That's totally fine. And that's basically what happened in that, that episode. It feels like not much happened. But like, but like a, a decent <clears throat> amount did happen, but like compared to the next episode of like, it's like super setup y. Yeah, it definitely sets up. And a it's lot. like, I think it's interesting because, like, this is like exactly the halfway point of season three. Actually, yeah. the halfway point of the show, which is interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is the exact half so, of the show. So it is kind of like interesting that these two episodes like combined really well because you got like right. super set up. Because like it has, like, has it's like been a mystery of like what they're doing. And this is like setting up. It's like, okay, we're going to tell you now. And then the next episode is like, here you go. Mm-hmm. All of this is going to dump it on you. So is that your opinion on this episode? Yeah. That's what, yeah, that's how I feel. It's a good setup. Um, I, mean, I, I really like the Gracie plotline because, like, I used to hate her at first because, like, she was like, you know, like, eh, but now she's just like this poor girl. <laughs> I feel like that's what we say about a lot of characters in this. In this, well, that, that's good. I th- think that shows it's kind of like that characterization marches on kind of trope where it's like you know a character will start off one way, um, but as you go on, they you know they develop and you learn more about them and you learn why they are the way they were when you first met them, and mm-hmm. but then you see how they are now and like then you like them and like that's really good and like that's what you're supposed to do with characters you develop them and like like grow them and just like reveal information and so then you can get a full opinion so it's like it i they do a really good job um i think on this show with you know having a lot of characters where at first you like don't like them and you're like what's this guy about but then like later on you're like oh yeah like i really like you Mm -hmm. so like that's definitely how i feel about gracie and she's just like this poor girl like just let her be free and just let her live her life oh Anyway. And she's still technically married. She's still married. And that marriage was consummated, as I said. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to, like, there was a bit, because, like, you see Mark, and, like, I felt bad, he felt bad for him, because, like, he's, like, talking with, like, Virginia. Yeah. And he's basically, she says, like, I know she would burn your tattoo off, and she's like, I did what I had to do, which yeah, isn't true. Like, I did it, yeah, because the, uh, to prove the loyalty to the pastor, which wasn't true, because he burned it off after sure. he got married. Yeah, and then he, she's like, oh, and you married the pastor's daughter, and he's like, yeah, I did what I had to do. And then she, like, takes off the ring, and he just, like, has this look on his eyes, like, oh. Oh, but he didn't. He did it because he loves her. Loves her. He didn't mean to hurt her. Oh, I hope they're reunited at some point. Reunited. <laughs> but it's like, hurts. do you want them to be reunited? Because like, he lied to her like crazy. I just, I think they need closure. That's what they need. They need closure. Yeah. It's not even like, I want them to be back together. It's just like, they need just hash it out. Or is it like a thing where it's like, I lied to you because they had to lie to you because right. of like the way I've been raised. Right, exactly. And like, she's just so innocent. Yeah. Aw. And she's opening up. Who knows? We'll see. Want to get to the next episode? Let's get to the next episode. If you're like, we have more to talk about. There's a lot more to talk about. All right, let's episode. go. All right. We'll, we'll, get, we'll take a break. Yeah. And then we'll come back and we'll be talking about episode six, Certain Agonies of the Battlefield. Woo! Woo! talk about episode six shall we yes a lot happened 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's safe to say. Yeah. Well, what happened here? Yeah. Where, where, where do we start? <laughs> uh, we can start with the fun stuff. Let's talk about Allison. Yeah, let's do it. So that starts off with the dance number. They're, they're dancing. They're making it rain. They're literally making it rain. Making it rain. There's money. They're in their underwear. They're going crazy. There's glitter. It's great. And the kids walk in. <laughs> that was that. I mean, that's nice, like, levity. Yeah. That was really funny. Yeah. That must have been fun. I don't know if that was, like, fun to film, but, like... It looked like a lot of fun. Yeah. And then the kids come in and that kind of, and they're they're like, all right, let's not. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because, like, they, it's this hilarious. I love the kind of combination between, like, like uh, giant, like, these big old drug dealers, but they're just, like, suburban parents. And it's so funny. <laughs> Such a great combination. But, uh, uh says she's going to meet up with Jason. And uh, I don't know if Donnie's, like, I don't think he's jealous, jealous. Yeah. He's a, I think it's a little bit, but it's a little insecure about it. A little scared back because, like, I mean, like, I mean, Donnie's a, he's a fine looking man, but like, and Jason's like not great looking, but like comparing right. the two. But, you know, he's a big old big time drug dealer who lets there not to want. Well, anyway, but like, I mean, I, I don't think Allison's, I don't think it's anything really to worry about, but I, I think it's just more kind of, I don't know. I think, I think he just wants to be more involved and like, obviously they're mm-hmm. not really letting him because Jason doesn't know him, but he knows Allison. Right. And, um, so then anyway, so Alice meets up with Jason, gives him all the money. And I think, I don't think he's a nice drug dealer, but like, because he like, likes Allison and cares about her. Cause like they knew, since he knew each other. Right. Uh, he's like willing to just be like, cause like he paid off the, cause basically she was giving him like the money that they owed from, for the drugs and stuff. Right. Like paying off the debt. Mm-hmm. And he was basically going to like, let, be like, I'll just let you out. It's fine. Like that kind of thing, which I, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But then Donnie comes by with a new car. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, look, it's a new car. To be fair, they needed a car. Yeah, they did. They did need a car. So it's kind of, but then they're kind of like, you can't just like spend the money. That's like the first way they'll tell. Mm-hmm. But uh, Donnie seemed excited. And uh, Allison also says like, we're not like going to like, we're not going to like bail out on this or be like, uh, we're going to keep doing this. Right. And Jason's like, are you sure? Because like, you can't really keep doing this out of your garage. And then Allison tells him, Allison like takes him to, uh. This, uh, his, her mother's soap shop called yes. Bubbles. Bubbles. And the plan is, apparently their mother's selling it. Yeah, there's a big old for sale sign out front. So the plan is to buy it, buy the store and use it as a front. Right. Which is pretty smart, actually. Yeah. They, like, have the whole thing thought out. They're like, oh, yeah, well, it's like this, and they have good record, and then this and that and this and that. Yeah, so that'll, that'll work. And that's kind of it mm-hmm. with them. Yep. Jason approves. We're all good to go for now. Happy times. Yeah. With drug dealers. Good times. Good times. Want to keep going with everybody else? Yeah, let's 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 do it. Actually, I'm going to talk about... I would think we could talk about Hel- Helena briefly, although she doesn't really come much till the end. Yeah. Basically, she's just in the desert. She's in the desert. And Rudy's trying to find her. Uh, yep. And she eats her scorpion. She eats the scorpion. So there's that. That's about it. Yep. We'll get to her. She does something in the end, but we'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, Rachel's in this episode as well. Yes. Um, she is like painting and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, there's one point where, uh, Felix has to go to Dyad and with the help of Scott, they get into her room. Yeah. Felix steps up this Felix. episode. Like Felix has always been kind of like the one that, that's taking care of stuff at home. He, that, like, he, he ends up with like just babies, basically babysitting would, everyone at anyone. I wouldn't say he's, I wouldn't say steps up. I'd say like, cause like he's just been like level headed and this is yeah. the first time he gets like aggressive. Right. No, he's like, he always takes gets, in a very like an active kind of role in things instead of just like, you know, kind of. 
playing. Because he's always trying to keep the cool, and this time yeah. he's like, no, I. it's been five days. I do not know where my sister is. Rachel, where the hell is she? Yeah, like, he, like, goes off. And, like, I think Rachel knows something, but, like, she really wants to get out of this place. Right. Because she's scared. Uh, but uh, as they're leaving, Scott sees her paintings and sees the symbols that are in uh, the doc- island of Dr. Moreau book. Yeah. So uh, that kind of leads to the twist. Not a twist, but, like, saying, like, Scott uh, tells Kasima, I think she knows what's in the book. She, she knows the code. She knows the code. Yeah. And she's upset because, and she's a bitch of her dad. And she's, I feel like maybe Rachel's learning the error of her ways in some sense. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe she, she just needed to be stabbed through the brain to figure out that, ah, that maybe I've made some mistakes in the past. <laughs> that helps. Yeah, that could help. But I feel like now she's probably going to play in more the rest of the season. Because she hasn't done much. She Yeah, she definitely hasn't done much because, like, she got, like, she was a, she was kind of, like, the big antagonist last season. Mm-hmm. Um, but now she's just, like, you know, she's kind of been out of commission and you don't really know what her importance is. But her knowing the code kind of, like, ups her importance in the rest of, like, uh, some of the plot lines. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. And she seems like she's going through a change of character. So that could be that is good all right now we gotta get into the meaty parts which involve yeah yeah. well like semi-meaty we're gonna go into kasima a bit her main thing isn't with the meat but like she's got some of the meat yeah uh so uh she's uh hanging out with shay and they're yeah they're just having a good time yeah it feels like she's like it feels like she's kind of putting like all the focus into this relationship and not with like work yeah, because she's, like, showing up to work, late to work and, like, kind of, you know, not really answering the phone calls and stuff. Yeah, which I'm kind of like, like, honey, like, I'm happy that you're happy. And, like, Shay seems like a genuinely nice person. Yeah. She might be, it's weird because, like, you know, because he's super sciencey and she's more holistic. But, you yeah. know, if, like, if Opposites it, attract sometimes, I Opposites attract. And I'm not against, like, anything holistic because, like, some of it actually kind of works. Like, you know. Yeah. I, I can't think of anything, like, super... <laughs> I've never, well, I have to, I mean, I've granted, I don't know what you consider, like, holistic, like, natural, or, like, I guess, like, nutritionized it works, because mm-hmm. I've seen something on it, like, garlic, like, helps out with some stuff, and ginger's really good for yeah. stomachs. So, like, some stuff works. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, lemon for, like, your throat. Right. Or water, or whatever. Like, water is good for you. <laughs> so, like, and, like, so, and it doesn't, she doesn't seem very pushy. Right. But, you know, everybody seems happy. And then, Delphine comes back. Yeah, she just, like, shows up. Hooray. Oh, hello. Well, she's, she sounds like she's mainly there for, like, because she's upset because, like, Sarah has been kidnapped and, like, they see she seemed out of the loop, which she is because nobody trusts her. Yeah, them. and they've been, like, doing some tests and stuff, like, running uh, tests on, like, a caster brain. She's like, hey. Like, how'd you get a caster brain? Funny story. <laughs> You're not going to believe this one. Look, we didn't kill a caster clone. He died. And then we took his brain. Right. So it's fine. But um, we actually learned that the protein like some kind of protein or like the defect that's in the caster brain yeah was in gracie who as we knew from the last episode got sick yes so something's up something's strange yeah so then uh that kind of that whole bit we're gonna that's kind of like coincides with uh sarah's bit and like paul like that kind of thing mm-hmm. i gotta talk about paul on this episode too <laughs> but um so there's that and but so we'll, we'll reveal what that is in a bit and and Delphine says that she misses Kasima. Kasima's just like, nope. <laughs> and we gotta uh <laughs> And Kasima just like walks out, she's like, mm, uh, okay. But we gotta say this, Delphine, you're not being a good ex. Mm-hmm. You're kind of being a crazy ex. Mm-hmm. Cause we find out uh in the last episode somebody's taking pictures of uh Kasima on her date with Shay. Yeah. Turns out, I don't know if it was Delphine. But, but like, like somebody who works for Delphine. But and like, like Delphine is in possession of the photographs from Kasima's date, and you're like, oh, 
Okay. And she was like drinking and it was like, she had like a, like a whiskey with her, or like scotch or something when she was like looking at yeah, the pictures. And you're that's like, not healthy. That's not healthy, but. That's not healthy, honey. That's not how you're, that's not how you're supposed to move on. Well, I think like, it's not supposed to move on, but then you kind of wonder like, is she doing it because she's being, she's a crazy ex or two, is it because she thinks something's up with Shay? Mm-hmm. But does she only think that because she's a crazy ex, or does like is there yeah, something like, that could like allude to like maybe something's up with her? Right. So like you don't know. Yeah, you don't know like what the exact reasoning, but it seems a little bit on the surface I think level. It's, I think it's both. Yeah. Like it's kind of like, oh, like this person just randomly came into this like clone's life, especially nowadays, especially now when they're like completely self-aware. Like that could like obviously she could be a spy for like another organization. Like we know that Paul was out with Caster. Right. So you never know. Or she's just a crazy ex. Yeah. And I mean, she does have still some of that, like, monitor in her. So, like, you know. I get that. I guess I kind of, because, like, I mean, I did love Kofine. They were cute. And, like, I don't really, I don't love that if they take, like, Delphine down the crazy ex route. Yeah. Because it doesn't seem like something Delphine would do. No. It makes more sense if it's like uh, I'm just trying to protect everybody, kind right? Of thing, yeah. But it looks like a crazy. Ex. It's like on the surface level, it does like girl. It's a little unhealthy. Let's, Questionable. Let's let's reevaluate what's going on here. All right, now let's officially get into the meat. Yes, so much meat. So we start off with the dream sequence. Yes. Yay! There's a lot of dream se- sequences, guys. Yeah, not as much as Batman v Superman, <laughs> but a lot. And these are actually like good dream sequences. Well, like, we start off in, like, uh, in the episode, like, kind of opens with, like, Sarah just, like, waking up, mm-hmm. and, like, all the doors are opened, and you're like, oh, this is nice. It's really nice, guys, and they brought Kira there. Yay. And she's okay with this. She's back. It's fine. <laughs> everything's fine, and then, no, everything's not fine, because, like, part of the dream turns out uh, they did a blood transfusion with Sarah yeah, and Rudy. Yeah, and Rudy, and that's not good. Is it a blood transfusion? It's not like, not like you give, like, a separate, I guess it's like. I think it's a transfusion. All right, well, not good. A transference of blood material. And if we remember, for, like I said, remember the last episode, like, bodily fluids are getting other women sick. Yeah. So. Not good. We got Sarah sick. No. No, not good. Yeah, she's not doing too hot. She's having a lot of fever dreams about. She has like a bunch with about Kira and mm-hmm. then uh Charlotte, the little girl. Yeah. And then Beth. And that's interesting. Yeah. That's actually a fairly interesting one. Yeah. But that kind of like goes into um Paul because like after in the last episode Paul's like starting to get suspicious about like the books and stuff and Right, like what actually, exactly is you know, this Cody chick up to? Yeah, and like she like he like gave it to his superior and they were just like figure it out mm-hmm. and we'll help and like we'll like we'll you know get it together. Mm-hmm. And because he's and well actually he comes in and like Sarah's sick and he's like really upset, mm-hmm. but he's just kind of like I gotta figure like I gotta do my job I gotta figure this out. Right. Like I'll say it's about a lot of the people like who are on the base that aren't like the clones. They seem like they're just like doing their job, mm-hmm. which is kind of because like the one doctor guy we talked to like he seems nice 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 ish. Yeah, he's just. Being an army duck. He's just doing his thing. And, like, he explains that, like, okay, so, like, a month ago, like, or, like, some time, well, like, a month after Paul left to do probably the uh, Lita stuff. Lita stuff, yeah. Um, Rudy came back with a girl, and she was sick. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, what's going on? So then, and then they were, and then she, like, suddenly all the guys got booklets. Yeah. Uh, except for Mark, because uh, he actually just got the booklet. Mm-hmm. So mainly, right. I think it was like Rudy and Seth mainly mm-hmm. got these booklets and were told to like write down all these like w- the women that they had intercourse with, right. contact information, and like get a lock of their hair to test, mm-hmm. which is weird. Yeah, it's a little peculiar. So then um, Paul finds Mark, who's like walking around, 
And um, basically, they talk about, like, what was going on. And uh, Mark says, like, how he, like, marrying Gracie, you know, wasn't part of the plan. He just fell in love with her. Yeah. And it's, like, pretty clear, like, at this point, because, like, and, like, even more, like, as you get revealed what's going on, like, Mark had no idea. He doesn't know. He did not know anything that was going on. Because, like, you know that if he knew, probably wouldn't have had sex with Gracie. Yeah. Or use protection. But they're married. Why do they need protection? Also, she was pregnant. <laughs> that's probably oh, that's probably what killed the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought about that. I think I forgot about that at one point. I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Oh. So um, Paul kind of as uh, he's figuring out what's going on, we cut to um, when Kasima and Scott and Delphine find out about the protein being the same. Mm-hmm. They call back Gracie and to like check some stuff. Right. So then they're checking some stuff as um, uh, Paul's figuring out what the the medical testing are showing with these women. Right. Turns out uh, what this uh, protein does. Yeah. It was probably put into the male clones also to like, make them infertile because, again, you don't want male clones. Yeah, but didn't, like, make them infertile. It just made them. Well, it might have made them infertile because, like, we don't know if they can. It, I'm assuming it makes them infertile. What I'm saying is it sterilizes women. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's, like, doesn't necessarily, like, it makes them infertile by making anyone that they have intercourse with infertile. <laughs> <laughs> Which is which sucks. Well, look. Sometimes you make mistakes with the Lita clones. You gave them a lung disease that's gonna probably kill them horribly. Yeah. With the men, it forces that any woman that they have sex with to become infertile. Great. Unconsexual infertility. It's great, guys. Yeah. Woo. Figure it out, kids. So Gracie's infertile, and yeah, you don't actually. I, I feel bad because like Mark kind of comes in like because uh, Paul's looking through um, Cody's office to see all this stuff. And then, like, they see the thing with, like, Gracie and it says, like, pending. And then, like, Paul just, like, has to be like, uh, you kind of sterilized your wife. <laughs> By the way. Sorry. Whoopsie daisy. But, like, you, you, you pity him. You pity the poor boy. Yeah. And Paul, like, also clearly didn't know any of this. He was just told, because he just thought, okay, the boys are sick. We need to find a cure for them. That's all he thought. Yeah. Yes. He didn't know about the other stuff. Yeah. So Paul's still in the good good. Yeah, he just, he's just in it to help the boys. Yeah. How are you feeling? Oh, man. A lot. Just, it's a lot of feels. Like, I find it so interesting that, like, throughout this, like, the show, that, like, it kind of seems like the big, like, villainous thing is, like, like I said, or, like, when season two is, like, fertility. Yeah. And the time of infertility. Right. Which I find interesting. Yeah. You want to say anything about that or you just... Um, yeah, it's, it's something that I think about a lot because it's, um, because like, I never know how to feel about it because I think it's a really interesting plot point, but it's one of those things like, um, I never know how to feel about, uh, fertility use as a plot point with female characters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so but it's like at the beginning, well, so like at the beginning of the show, it was centered directly upon like, you know, the, the clones, which were, you know, all female, but now we have with the male clones and then kind of putting that in there, it's kind of, it's pretty interesting. Um, but then their thing still like affects women. So you're like, uh, yeah, but I think it's done in a way that's like creative enough where I'm not like looking at it. I think the big thing is like choice fertility. Yeah. It's like the, the thing is cause like, I think the villainous thing is either forcing women to have children or forcing them to like no longer be able to have children. Correct. I think that's the villainous thing, which is, I think more. I think that is, like, a bad thing to do. Right. Correct. So, so like, yeah, the thing a, is just, like, because yeah. there's a point when the Gracie, when they kind of tell, like, yeah, you're infertile, and she kind of says, like, is it okay that I'm kind of relieved? Yeah. Like, it seems like, yeah, of course. Like, you're not she, a monster. Yeah, yeah. She's not a monster. Aww. I can't make a vegan to Voltron joke, can I? 
<laughs> Looking at you, Joss. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, good point. <laughs> Jesus. I think because... Oh, wait. Oh, no, because the season came out the same year. So I remember that specifically. Oh, yeah. It came out 2015. Yeah. So I kind of remember that in my head. Oh, man. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. yeah. That's actually, like, a really good way to look at it. Like, that's... Yeah. Because that's, like... Yeah, that's like a really interesting. And I still don't like, hate like no, just because like that is a is a point where it's like it's you know it feels very villainous to like force women to have children, but also it feels very villainous to take that away. And so like having both of those as you know things that are, are points of conflict in the show is like a good balance to have. To yeah, have both of those. Because like are, you think about balance. it with like most of like the like the clones, like obviously like with Sarah, like you probably weren't sure like if she wanted to have a kid and then she did, but she loves Kira. I think right. Colleen at some point did want to be a mother. Yeah. Uh, Allison, like, Donda, she probably couldn't have kids, but, like, right. went to adoption. Yeah. I don't think Cosima... It doesn't... We don't, like, talk... Like, they don't talk about... Like, Cosima never talks about if she wants kids, but, like, nobody judges her. Right, yeah. She's just, like, doing science So, like, shit. because they all have the Hell choice, yeah. like, of whether they want a kid or not. Right, yeah. And it's kind of like, all right, like, whatever, you do you. Mm-hmm. We don't really... We see... We don't like to talk about Beth much because she's, you know, dead, but... Rip. We see her in this episode, though. Yeah. In a hallucination. Yeah. And uh, they're... But, uh, okay, we'll get to that in a bit. But, yeah, so that's kind of, I think that's interesting. Yeah. And we'll get to a bit more where they're going to do it later with it later. Oh. Oh. But, yeah, so, yeah, so that's a really good point to have, having that kind of balance there. It makes it a really interesting and, and a good plot point. I think it develops it and fleshes it out to a point where you don't have to worry about, like, eh, is this, like, uh, you're just like, oh, okay, yeah. So it's Yeah, good. it's kind of like so, that. Yeah. And, all, like I said, it's like that. And then also, like, the force, like, the evil thing is the forcing and not. Yeah. It's like, it's not evil. Like, the one, the not evil thing is giving people, somebody a choice. Right. Anyway, but, uh, so we can talk about this one fever dream that, uh, uh, Sarah. So she goes towards the light and she ends up back at, uh, her house, mm-hmm. or Mrs. S's house. And, uh, it's, uh, she sees Beth mm-hmm. and they talk for a bit, basically. And it's, just, I think, I, cause, uh, hmm, I'm trying to think how to explain it. They're kind of just, like, talking about, like, why Sarah took over Beth's identity mm-hmm. and about Paul a bit. Mm-hmm. Sarah basically says, like, she did it because she, like, wanted to, like, help Kira. Yeah. And Beth says, like, we do terrible things with people that we love. Yeah. I love this. I love the scene. Yeah. I, like, there's, I love the scene because this is the first time that we, like, see Beth, like, like. We don't actually see Beth because it's Sarah's hallucination of Beth because yeah, you never knew. Yeah, but it's still like the closest we've ever gotten to like meeting Beth because anytime we've seen Beth, Beth in the past, it's either like right before she jumped or like through those videos or like not even really flashbacks. It's like people talk about her, but we never actually like mm-hmm. see her. We never actually, she never actually has dialogue. She doesn't get to talk to people. Um, so this was like the first time it took us like three and a half seasons to get here where like Beth was kind of this, a very tangible, even if it's in a hallucination, a very tangible kind of character that we get to see and, and see her interact with people. And I thought that was very interesting. And we kind of get to see her when she's like at the end of a rope, like you, there's a part where she's like downing pillows and that, that was yeah. of, like her things that really did her in. Um, so like, I just really love this scene cause it was like, ah, like I felt like we, we finally, saw beth for beth and that was really cool yeah so like she's on the, she says like basically i couldn't understand and like like that's why like she got up she just like couldn't understand like all of this and it was a lot because it is a lot right yeah because sarah said she just wants to finish beth's work and you know beth it kind of beth let it consume her and and she kind of drowned in it um and that's you know one of the reasons why but anyway after uh this uh dream sarah's fever breaks Yes. And uh, turns out, and she doesn't have any of the symptoms that the other uh, woman had. Right. So it turns out she's immune. 
Yeah. So that's I would say like it kind of act because like when they find out that like she's a mean, I'm like that act considering the fact that like she's kind of like the fuck up. Yeah. It makes sense mm-hmm. that she would be immune. I that, I don't know if that means if any of the other clones are immune, but that but considering that they're infertile anyway. Right. We should probably ask Crystal because she had sex with her brother. Oh man, that poor girl. That poor- <laughs> I guess we'll see her later. Um, Maybe. Is she going to come back? Well, I mean, because they don't explain, like, are all the Lita clones immune? Or is right. it just Sarah because of, you know, the messing Because up? she's already resistant to, like, the infertility kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that the other clones had. Yeah. But, like, I guess, like, if the other clones, like, somehow got, like, the blood in them and, like, they might just get sick. Because, like, it seems like you get better from the sickness. Minus, right. minus the sterilization. Right. Yeah, like, like, Gracie got better, but, like, she's just, just infertile now. <laughs> Like, again, again, she seems okay with it. Yeah. Which is all that matters, as long as she's happy. Right. For once. Just let her be happy. She was happy when she got married. <laughs> oh, just let her be continuously happy. But uh, anyway, so then we go back to Paul, and uh, after he puts everything together, he gets the people that he trusts, including Mark, and arrests Cody, mm-hmm. and basically puts everybody who he doesn't trust into, like, cold, and like a holding cell kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically calls up his boss and it's just kind of like, we have all of the evidence and we're kind of yes. like, okay, um, you basically said like, okay, look, we'll get some, we'll get somebody out to like help you out in like six hours. And we're like, cool. Yeah. Okay. Turns out guys, guys, they're not good guys. No. Uh, and yeah. people that he's working for, uh, you know, I think they're, I think they're okay with this. Yeah. Cause they call Rudy. Yeah. They let Rudy know. They let Rudy know. Rudy goes back. Mm-hmm. So uh, this isn't good. Nope. So then Rudy comes back and is gonna is trying to get um, you know, uh, Cody out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then he does that, and then uh, what is this? Uh, Sarah and Paul are about to leave. They run into Mark, and Mark kind of says like, I think he figured out that, like Rudy came back. Yeah, he said the patrol came back, but Rudy wasn't there. Rudy wasn't there. But like he knows that. So then Paul's like, Rudy. all right, something's up. So then he calls his boss and. They're like talking, and he Paul kind of realizes, oh shit, everybody's in on this. Yeah. So he's like, so he's like, we gotta get out of here. Like fuck. And then um, they get to um, Cody's office, and they talk to her, and it finds out that uh, she doesn't. She's like the only reason that like she's like she's doing these experiments mm-hmm. is, is like they're testing out what this like protein can do, so right. they can weaponize it. Right. Exactly. So I, it's like this idea that like oh we can like win wars without even like fighting how do you win wars with infertility um well you said eugenics it's it, this is basically eugenics please explain it's like so if you send your men out in the field and you have them do it or like exchange bodily fluids with all the ladies then they cannot reproduce and then that basically destroys an entire generation of uh-huh. those people so that's what they said like we can wipe out an entire generation of people so it's like if you keep them from being able to have children and then they just then they get old and die and you're basically just like but that's eliminating kinda... a race of people or like a, a, a significant number of people and that you know either diminishes the population or keeps them from being able to create people who are capable of fighting and all that kind of stuff so that's messed up yes <laughs> that's messed up <laughs> yes very much so wow yikes and it, wow you good yikes yeah oh man that's messed up. Uh, yeah. So, wow. 
So, and of course, like, of course the government wants in on that. Like that's not, once you learn that it's not a surprise that the other people are in on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause you're like, oh yeah. Like the U S government's like going to be all over that shit. Yeah. So then, yeah, um, cause he's, his contact is in Arlington, which is, you know, uh, United States, yeah, not yeah. Canada. And you know, I'm like, oh yeah. U S loves this stuff. U S the United States loves forced sterilization. <laughs> like historically, United States is like one of the biggest practices of forced sterilization in the past. Yeah, anyway, I would, I, yeah, I'll, I would I'll say they figured this out at, before Rudy comes back. So like, uh, Cody's still locked up. Yeah, and then and then Rudy comes in and gets uh, Miller, his brother, out. Right. One of his brothers out, and then Cody out as well. Uh, and then uh, when Paul kind of puts together like everybody's in on it, he's like, "All right, we're just gonna go. Like, yeah. screw it." He's like, "All right, everyone, let's go." So then, uh, but then they run into Miller, and then uh, Miller stabs Paul a few times, multiple times, multiple times, and then Paul breaks his neck. So Miller, the one clone we didn't really know very well, but he seemed kind of dickish. Yeah, he killed her. He killed Paul. R.I.P. Yeah. Well, did he kill Paul? Well. Subsequently, because Paul well, uh, once he stabs Paul, Paul knows that like all right, he's not going to make it very far. So yeah, this episode is totally setting up. We'll get to it. Um, but like, so the, so it's really interesting here is that like they don't outright state it, but Paul's kind of um, loyalty and his in his kind of desire to to help the boys, the caster boys, is what does him in because yeah. like because Paul spends too much time trying to incapacitate Miller without killing him. If you notice, he doesn't like. He gets him kind of in a headlock. Yeah. And he can kill him right there because he has the training experience, but he waits and that's when he gets stabbed. Yeah. So I thought that was the really interesting part is that like, yeah, his, you know, Virginia says something about like, you know, he like one of the things she loved about him most was that, you know, he was loyal to the to the caster boys and he just wanted to help them, which is why she knew that she could trust them. And that's that's what does him in because yeah. he trusted them so much that he didn't want to kill them um, until he absolutely had to. So, yeah, that's, yeah, so that's. So but, that, that uh, was really interesting. Yeah. So, but then they find like a vent that leads through like a tunnel to like a garage, and he puts he gets there into the vent thing and then locks it. Yep. And it's just like go. And then he says, "What was the line? Like it, it wasn't Beth who I loved or something." Yeah. And you're like, and like I guess if you like shit this deal, you're like, ah. But and if you but if you like care about Beth, you're like, oh. Like, oh, <laughs> like poor Beth. Poor but, Beth. <laughs> but like you could tell like he definitely like cared like like you've always knew that like Paul definitely like cared about Sarah right. a lot. Yeah. And, yeah. like, didn't want any of this to happen to her. Right. Because, like, there was one point, like, Sarah asked, like, did you ever love Beth? And, like, honestly, like, the way, like, they would kind of interact and, like, I feel like in a way he loved her, but not like he wasn't, like, in love with her. Right. Not the way he was in love with Sarah. Yeah. And then, so Sarah's, like, all right. Like, she waits a bit to maybe, like, see if Paul comes back, but mm-hmm. then eventually just, like, goes. Yeah. And then Paul gets, like, all of the stuff. Like, he gets the dead baby and all the files. Yeah. All that information that is worth keeping and, you know. Is is what they need to to cure the boys. Yeah, and she basically and he, like and he basically says like, can you just like just cure them? Don't do anything else. Just cure them. Yeah, that's all I want. And then Cody's like, no, and then shoots him a bunch. Yeah, what you say? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh no. But then turns out Paul got a grenade. Yep, he was hiding the grenade. And then he just, like, had to let open Rudy and uh, Cody. They were able to get, they vanished without, like, taking anything. So then it just explodes with all the inf- with all the stuff. All the evidence that you would need. So Paul, R.I.P. Rest in peace. Paul. I know we didn't see the body, but God. He, That's but, safe to say he's done for. <laughs> yeah, I think because, like, like, my real base is, like, if you don't see a body, then they're still alive. But, yeah. like, if you see the body be, like, stabbed a bunch and then shot a bunch and then you see a grenade. If you see a body holding a grenade, 
Uh, let's let's evaluate that. So so, uh, but uh, the episode ends. Uh, Sarah gets knocked out by the blast, and then Helena comes back and saves her, and then they escape together. Yeah. So you know, there's that. How you feeling? <laughs> oh man, what it like? Just so much happens in this episode, mm-hmm. but it's such a good episode like that's what i like all i could think about like wow this was really good um i you know it kind of hurts a little bit to see paul go because i'm never sure i i liked him liked him but like he's a good character he was a good guy yeah, yeah i mean overall i think he was a good guy and just yeah, and a very interesting character because you never knew like what side he was really on um and that was really interesting i think for me like he was definitely just like always on like caster's side and just like that like doing his mission and doing what he was told yeah and then he just kind of fell in love with sarah so then he was that kind of always on her side as well like being yeah. on both of the sides he just wanted to help her yeah uh were you expect not like i mean from the beginning of the episode because i think like throughout the episode it kind of sets up like that paul's gonna die yeah with all those flashbacks yeah so like, like were you obvious so were you expected but like the, like but the beginning were you like thinking that or i thought paul was gonna make it longer in this series really yeah i thought he was gonna make it longer i I had a feeling he would die at some point. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but, like, something about, like, how his character is and, like, just the nature of his character, I would be like, yeah, he was probably going to die at some point. But I thought that was going to be, like, Maybe, like next the- season or, like, like end of season four, beginning of season, like, five or something like that. Yeah. Like, I thought it was definitely going to be later. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, so I wasn't expecting him to go at this point. Or, like, the, the end of the season, maybe. Like, like a finale. Like, something he would oh. go out, like, during, like, a finale. Yeah, 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 Not, like, kind of in the middle of the season. So I was I was kind of surprised uh, that, like, this is when they chose to, to, to end him. But, like, it worked really well. So, mm-hmm. like, I think the way they did it was good. Yeah, like, with, like, all the flashbacks and, like, they're talking about Paul Fairmount and Paul does a lot in this episode. So, like, yeah. it basically sets up his death. Yeah. But uh, I think he, w- I think he went out in like a good way. It wasn't like some like dumbass like random. Yeah, let's no. just kill him off for the sake of it. It's kind of like no. Right. He- and he kind of, he kind of. I mean, like you know, he was gonna die as soon as he got like stabbed like multiple times. But like he also had kind of a, a hand in how he went out. So like that was kind of cool. Like he was kind of the uh, the master of his ship there. Well, I think when he got stabbed, I didn't think he was gonna like die then, because mm-hmm. like. Cause like my thing with like stabbing, I'm like, okay, what did you hit? Did you hit like a like a artery or like a vein or something? Cause I'm like, if you, or like even a major organ, like if you don't hit that and right. you can get somebody to like safety, mm-hmm. you could probably live. And you got like stabbed in the stomach, so I'm like, okay, is that like? I think it's like a thing like you can like get like stabbed in the stomach a bit, and like as long as you get to a hospital within like 24 hours, you'll you'll live. Yeah, well, I think stomach's one of the hardest things to come back from. The stomach? stomach. I think it's the stomach. I know there's like a thing when like back in like medieval times when you get like quartered where they are just like cut open your like and the guts that come out. Apparently, you can live for like 24 to 48 hours with your guts just hanging out. Just, okay. Because there's no vital organs. All right. So you can live with that, and if you get like, it, but like, I mean, obviously, you might. You're gonna die at some point. Yeah, but I was thinking like, okay, if they didn't hit any like major organs or like arteries or like a vein or anything, I'd be like, all right, if he doesn't bleed to death, like, and you get him to a hospital, he might be okay. Yeah. I mean, Mark lived. Through That's that. true. But then, like, and then, but then the second he left Sarah behind, I'm like, oh, no, he's yeah, dead. Yeah, like, like, he's, yeah, he kind of knows that he's not trying, he's not, he wasn't trying to make it at that point. Yeah, he, he I, th- I think he, it, it might have either been, like, they might have hit something that, like, he knew that, like, all right, I'm not going to come back from this. Right. Yeah. Or, like, he would have, like, been too slow for Sarah and it's like, you know what, I'm just going to let, let her go. Yeah. Get her out. Yeah. So that was fun. Oh, <laughs> oh man! So much happened. We learned so much happened. We kind of learned exactly. I think we, well, like because like what the cast of people are doing has kind of been a mystery now. Like we know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, like they're like it's not just um, like we knew it was like a military operation, and you're like, okay, like what exactly 
Is it, are they just trying to create like a super soldier kind of program, but like, no, like they have an extended purpose, like after, um, that just like, after just being clones, they, their purpose, you know, is to this weird STD thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's the, that's the end of those episodes. Woo. You want to do a comment corner? I think it's time for comment corner. Oh, this is a great question. Where did we leave off last time? Good question. I think. What a few comments, I think. We got a good amount. Yeah. Um, where should I start? Should I start at the beginning or should I start with the uh, some of our welcome back messages? Those were cute. You can start. I guess you can start with them and then we should probably yeah, go in order. We'll circle back. A lot of them were just like, we missed you guys. Yeah. So I'll just read this. Um, we got one from Sherlock Hughes says, fine. Uh, our, our last uh, reaction we put out after being off for a couple weeks was finally, I've waited so long. So we're glad to be back and thanks. Thanks for missing us. Yeah. And then, um, Pylon Pylon says, yay. It's been a while. I missed you guys. Oh, we missed you too. Thanks for, thanks for checking back. Stay in tune. We appreciate that. And then Ezra Atef has just like two of those like, okay, kind of emojis. And I'm like, yeah, I feel that. So I think we'll keep that. Um, this one is our reaction to um, season two finale. Let's do some of. Let's do a couple of those. Um, Action and Echo says, "Did you know that the woman Helena pins against the wall and threatens is uh, is actually in every single episode of Orphan yeah, Black? Yeah. She was the main clone double. We did. Uh, we talked about. I that think I in noticed like half of the stuff that like, or not half of stuff, like a bunch of stuff that like." People like point out like it's like a fun fact. Yeah, we don't point out in the reaction, but then the episode comes out and I point it out because I know my shit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you guys listen to this, you probably listen to the rest of them. But you know, if you're if you like those fun facts and we don't say them in the reactions, probably because we say them in the episode. I think so there was a couple that like I didn't really didn't know, but then people pointed it out and yeah, a couple more comments. But um, most of the time I know I like I most of the time I say it in the episode because that's my plan. Yeah, so um, let's. Uh, leave it at that. I think that's, we're good there. All right, uh, Kaylin, because we didn't do this in the beginning of the episode, we have an announcement. Oh, special announcement! Yay! Because we probably should have done this in the beginning of the episode. Oh, we'll do the beginning next episode. That's fine. Anyway, so, um, guys, we are doing a live show. Yeah, it's going to be our first one ever. Very exciting. Well, like, okay, we did, like, a live show on YouTube. Yeah, we did, like, a live stream. We did a live this stream. is, like, in person. This is a show at the Philadelphia po- Philly Podcast Festival. Yeah! Is it Philly, Philadelphia Podcast Festival or Philly Podcast Festival? Uh, I... I think I've seen it both ways. So, I mean, and I think the formal name is Philadelphia Podcast Festival. But, like, if you're from the area, it's the Philly Podcast Festival. Yeah, so we're going to be there. Uh, our show is uh, June 30th. Yes, that's a Saturday. June 30th at 5 p.m. Yes. At the Tattooed Mom. Yes, which is a bar in Philadelphia. I think it's on South Street, um, if you're familiar with the area. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's free to go. Yeah. So it's free to, to come up and show it. And you can just uh, join us. Have a good time. We, we would love to see you. We'd love to hang out with you. And we won't tell you what you're talking about because it's going to be a surprise. Yeah. And uh, if we don't know right now if we're going to be there a couple, like for a few days like before. But uh, we'll let you know if you guys just want to meet us. Yeah, we'll do a meetup or something. Yeah, let us know. Or like a meetup, just like saying, okay, we're going to be around the area. Yeah, we'll be hanging around. So, So, but we'll let you know when that, uh, when that happens. If if we know, we'll let you know, like via social media, like whatever, and that kind of thing. Yeah, Twitter or Facebook is the best way to follow us on on there to get that info. If you want to know more about that. So, uh, check us out. Philly Podcast Festival, Saturday, June 30th. Um, that's 2018. If you're listening to this in the future. Um, 5 p.m. 5 p.m. at Tattooed Bomb. 
Yeah. Woo. All right. So that's the end of this episode of First Reaction Fan Reaction. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you. Uh, you can subscribe to us. Uh, we keep like saying in like that three three fifty range. Yeah, subscribers would like to get up to four hundred. Yeah, like we've been we've been pretty steady and we're pretty thankful for that because you know it's good to not crash. But uh, but we like to go up. We like to see that number go up. We so like please to subscribe. Go, and we're back, so you know, go up. We should go up. And uh, so subscribe, leave a comment, mm-hmm. want whatever you want. Just, like, don't be just negative. If you have something negative, be, like, be, make it be constructive criticism. Yeah. Turn on notifications, because I know it's been kind of a mess recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are on iTunes. Yes. So if you want to go there, you can uh, uh, leave us, like us, or, like, subscribe to us there and leave us a five-star rating and a review. Yeah, or any star of your choosing. But, I mean, five stars are really nice. It's five whole stars. Four stars aren't bad either. Yeah. Um, and we will read those reviews on the show. Now I'm checking to make sure we don't have any. I don't think we do. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, we are on Facebook at Woody Clothes Productions, so like us there, leave us a comment if you want, yeah. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are on Twitter at Woody Clothes if you want to tweet at us or like check up on stuff if we're going to like be at an event or you want updates on what days we're going to be at the Philly Podcast Festival. Yeah. And uh, if you want to email us anything, uh, we are uh, WoodyClothes at gmail.com. Emails, you know, nothing weird, but like, you know. Yeah, whatever. Uh, we are on Patreon. Uh, if you want to, you know, send money our, our way, we are on Patreon at woodyclothes.patreon.com uh, slash woodyclothes. You want to, you know, send us some money that way or anything else? Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, hopefully when we get more patrons, and we'll, like, stick to, we'll, like, rearrange the page to do the patron stuff that we want to do and start doing that. Right. Because, you know, this, this is, it's hard to do when you're not getting paid fully. <laughs> yes, that's true. But uh, I think that's it. Alrighty. Any iTunes reviews or no? Uh, no. All right. Well, uh, so again, uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, next week, we will be discussing uh, Still and Orphan Black, Season 3, Episode 7, Community of Dreadful Fear and Hate. Ooh. And Episode 8, Ruthless in Purpose and Insidious in Method. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, that's it. Uh, I'm Dara Whitman. I'm Kelly Clay. Peace. Peace.